sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anju to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leak. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the dog pound. In the cold, get a gold brown. Sit back and raise the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Underdog. Chris Howardell joined by Aunt you Khan, Aunt you. Chris. Let's talk NBA Finals. <laughs> Little inside joke there for the kids. Uh, no, we're not here Zinger. to talk NBA Finals. Uh, yeah, Bazinga. <laughs> um, if you guys are... Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not here to talk about the NBA Finals. We're here to talk about uh, another interesting week of NFL action. I've got the lines at Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me. Oh, let's uh before we get to all of that, let's talk about last night, fine sir. How surprised were you by the uh the outcome? Uh, I guess the outcome not so surprising, but how we got there in the New Orleans Saints Los Angeles Chargers game. I mean, it was I did pick the Chargers to cover against the Saints, but I did not think it would look like that. And I've mm-hmm. been I don't know if I've been more impressed with a single player this year than Justin <laughs> Herbert. I mean, he is he definitely has it, and he is just so poised. I like it. It doesn't even look like you know how sometimes it's like that fake poise. I mean, he just totally looks like he's not dissociated mm. from the outcome, but just like <laughs> look. I, I mean, a little bit maybe, honestly, but like he's just so good. I mean, Keenan Allen goes out after basically the first drive, and he still just crushes it. Amazing catch down the sideline by Mike Williams. Mm. And basically, you know, Badgley essentially cost them the game with that missed fifty yarder. But you know, and also missed. Uh, extra point if I'm not mistaken but yeah I mean it's he's he's definitely got it and um, you know the Saints team obviously without Michael Thomas isn't quite the same but I've just been blown away with Herbert and I think that they've got you know when they get all that if they ever are healthy for a full Mm. season they're they're going to be a dangerous team with him you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen Justin Herbert a sociopath Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Chargers fans. No, no I'm like, either. I mean, seriously, no, how good either. is that? Yeah. Un- unbelievable. And, you know, this is what makes scouting so hard. I never saw anything in Justin Herbert that would lead me to believe that this is the player we were going to get this early in his career. And he's just been so good. I didn't like I watched all of Hard Knocks. I didn't see this. I thought I just <laughs> thought he was like a little kid happy to be there. But he Anthony just, Lynn didn't, think, didn't see it, dude. So um, it's not just you. That's that's certainly true. Although you know Anthony Lynn has has deep ties to Terod Taylor, so I don't I don't yeah. blame him too much there. But my goodness, like Herbert has been a revelation. You know, he, and I I don't know that he can challenge Joe Burrow for Rookie of the Year just because of the hype surrounding Burrow, and also Burrow has been outstanding in his own right. But mm. he is the one and only player that can can pull some votes away at this point Agreed. other other That's, than travis fulgham well, I, mean, I don't think obviously. he's a rookie but <laughs> he just somehow was gonna do it um yeah yeah i mean Tua, we don't have Tua this year or at least we haven't so far and so like failing that i mean it's been i thought it was just such an absolute cinch that burrow was gonna win this and you know jonathan taylor hasn't been as good as we expected and i mean i, I just or as effective at least and to see what Herbert's done with just the carnage around him injury wise has been, it's just, it's astounding. And I, you know, we, you talk about the game last night, you have saints and chargers. 
next year, hell, maybe the second half of this season, I think I'd rather have Herbert than Breeze. Like, I mean, just in terms of... You could argue right now. Right now. I mean, honestly, like, you know, we're making excuses for Breeze that he doesn't have Thomas, but, like, you know, who does Herbert not have? Exactly. And, you know, you have Sean Payton versus Anthony Lynn, and, you know, it's like everything is set up for Breeze to be that good. I I think that, you know, this guy is going to be really good, and it just puts even more pressure on our two teams with Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love to, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that not that they had the chance at you know, Herbert, but like, you know, there, I think we were probably hoping, or at least those, those front offices were likely hoping, you know, maybe those two quarterbacks, Hurts of Love were, were in the conversation with Love and just based on what we've seen, I don't, I mean, that would be a dream come true. I don't see that happening for, at least not for Love. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll take a uh, Justin Herbert like performance from Jalen Hurts for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for the Eagles. I'm okay with that. And good news, good news to Joe Burrow. You all, all is saved. Travis Fulgham played three games, so he is not eligible for rookie of the year. So Burrow remains the favorite. Breathe easy, sleep easy, Joe Burrow. But uh, (laughs) dude, yeah, I mean Burrow and um, and Herbert is going to be a a battle, though. I think, like, I think that Burrow's been incredible, and you know, like that offensive line is one of the worst I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But they are he what he does, you know, just statistically. I think it's going to end up being like semi-close, at least when you adjust per game, because obviously Herbert missed, uh, what, two games? Yeah, I'm looking, f- I believe one game, right? Because he went in, he took over the second game for Taylor? Yeah, that's that that, right. that Kansas City game. So, mm-hmm. let's see, right now... And he's also uh, played, what, Mahomes, Brady, and... Uh, oh, man. Mahomes, Brady, Brady, and Breeze? That's not yeah. Um, So far, we have, just looking at stats, Burrow... One three and one, sixty-two percent completion percentage, thirteen hundred yards. Well, let's not worry about that. Sixty-five percent completion percentage, mm-hmm. uh, one point four interception ratio uh, percentage, which is incredible for a rookie, and two sixty point eight a game for Justin Herbert. Uh, naturally, I pulled up ESPN instead of Pro Football Reference <laughs> so that I don't have those advanced stats right there. Uh, but when I eventually go back and stop talking, I would guess he has more touchdowns than Burrow, even with the game off, just because he's he threw for four yesterday. And I don't think Herbert's, or I'm sorry, I don't think Burrow's thrown for like a bunch of touchdowns. It's been more the stuff that you're talking about, like the interception rate's so low, the completion rate's so high. Uh, it, Bur- uh, Herbert, 68% completion percentage, Ooh. higher than Burrow, which is really surprising. Wow. And by the way, 68.8% completion percentage for a rookie is unbelievable, especially a rookie with a three to one touchdown to interception ratio right now. Uh, And he is the interception percentage is 2.1. So it's still very good. And he is throwing for 298 yards a game. You're right. This, you know, Burrow's going to be the odds on favorite just because of the reputation he comes in and the pedigree of being the number one pick. But Justin Herbert may end the season with better stats. Yeah. That would be wild. I mean, it, it is going to depend a little on, you know, there's a long way to go, obviously, but like that's, it's, it's impossible to watch him. And you're right. Like, you know, nothing at Oregon or even at the senior, but like nothing about him to me told me he was like this improvisational super athlete. Like mm-hmm. he's been, he has been uh, everything you would hope for from a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, he's like, he's like Josh Allen, but like accurate right off the bat, you know, <laughs> like, is he hey, do not disparage Josh Allen. 
I know. We will I not know. have that on this show. <laughs> All right. That's such a funny turn. The, the Chris Hornell, Josh Allen experience is I know. I know. Look, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong this one time. And... <laughs> And I was wrong, you know. I I think I mean I think a lot of us were wrong to to mm-hmm. caveat my oh, position, oh. but I'm still there. Trust me, I'm still not sold. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop with Josh. Allen. I I I think the uh, the next shoe that's going to drop is he turns into an MVP. Like oh, I, that's where wow. I think this is going. Not not where Damn. he's going to regress to what we thought he was going to be. No, like, I, I've, uh, I've never yeah. seen this before. I have not been like just so completely wrong in this direction that I can remember. Like I've been very, very wrong the other way for sure, Marcus Mariota. But like I, I mm. think that this is this is one where I agree with you. Like I'm willing to tip my cap here, and he's he has been awesome. I don't know if he'll quite be that good. What you're saying, but like and to be doing that, you know, in Buffalo of all places is just so impressive. What would you consider your biggest draft miss ever? Oh man! Just the well, guy you my, were so sure one way or another. Charles Rogers is way up there. I thought that he was going to be an unbelievable receiver, and he was—I mean, obviously well, injuries and various well, situations, uh, various alleged cocaine problems. So <laughs> I won't—I won't blame you for the, the Charlie Rogers one because I think that's a drug issue. Yeah. But, but just based on their actual play, who is it for? Who is it for you? For me, David Terrell. Oh, really? I thought he was a surefire super duper star for a decade. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I really liked Liner. Um, I thought that he for sure is like a perennial starter in the league. You know, I thought he was like an ultimate game manager, but like it totally was going to be a can't miss guy. And I couldn't believe he he fell to where he did. And obviously he's been horrible or he was horrible. So that would be one. Um, I wanted to like Tebow, but it was, it was hard to fathom that he would mm-hmm. ever, you know, obviously there was just so much against him there. And, um, you know, like, I mean, those are, those are the big ones, I guess. That, and then Mariota, I just, to me, like slam dunk can't miss really good quarterback in my mind. And, uh, you know, obvious miss there. Yeah, that's that's going to be one of the real perplexing ones for to understand what happened, where the disconnect was between college and the pros. Because all that talent mm-hmm. is still there, all that ability is still there. It's just something didn't click. But uh, it's almost like he inverted it, like a body career mm-hmm. switch. You know? I was thinking about that. Very similar yeah. personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's talk about future MVP Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills. They're in Tennessee tonight on Tuesday night football. A uh, little little spoiler here, and this is honestly just for us since this isn't going to come out for three days, and you'll you'll know whether or not we're being honest about our picks because we'll see what happens That's here. Right. This is proof right here. These are the receipts. As of right now, Bavada has the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half at home. Yeah, I really like the Titans to cover that. I, don't, I mean, I think that the Bills are a very good team. I think they're mm-hmm. you know a, are a, you know a hipster contender, I would say, but. Um, <laughs> I do like the Titans and I think that they'll be, I think they've got something to prove in a big way, given how much they've been dragged through the mud over the last few weeks. The Atlanta Falcons head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Looks like Dalvin cook won't play. Bavada has the Vikings minus three and a half. Oh, the Vikings. You have a chance to salvage your season and just choke that game away on Sunday night to Seattle. Um, I mean, just an ultimate choke job. And and I guarantee you, like, them kicking that field or going for it on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal probably killed Mike Zimmer. Such mm-hmm. an un-Zimmer-like thing to do to go for that and just go for the win. But, um, 
I, I do think that Minnesota comes off the mat. It'll be interesting to see how the Falcons respond to finally firing Quinn and, <laughs> and, and Dimitrov. Yeah, were you surprised? I was shocked by that. Well, like who who does the tryouts? Does like Arthur Blank come down from his post at Home Depot to like run replacements for Demonte KZ or like right, <laughs> right, exactly. Who's running that show? So and, and I, I, no I feel like Dimitrov, like this guy was executive of the year in the past. Like this is a really good general manager. Yeah, I think Quinn might have won a coach of the year too, though. But yeah, no, it's a it's a fair point. No, I mean, I, I think that Dimitrov, his fatal flaw was just like he was so – look, their their defense is just littered and offensive line just littered with first-round picks that that weren't good enough. And it's just been like his M.O. is luckily he had – obviously had Ryan, had Julio, made the decisive move to get Julio, and then drafted Calvin Ridley. But other than that, like, I mean, it's really just been basically because he has Matt Ryan and that because they had some good offensive coordinators in the past – they, he survived on that essentially. I mean, you saw that this year, bear out. Well, and and now they're saying they're not tied to Matt Ryan long term. It's going to be really interesting mm-hmm. to see where Matt Ryan plays next year, where Matt Stafford plays next year. There's going to be some sort of like mid—I don't want to say like middle age, but like middle age for NFL quarterbacks oh, who, yeah. who are former MVPs uh, or very close to it available. And this is—I think this and is just kind of thirty-one too. By the way, yeah, well, that's shocking. I think this is just kind of going to become the new norm in the NFL where we have mm-hmm. quarterbacks available every year who we think, why are, why the hell is he available? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that Stafford has been such a victim of his coaching and, and mm-hmm. Ryan is, you know, I, I don't think anyone's given up on him by any means, but like, yeah, it is weird because I think we both grew up in an era of grew up, but I mean, like really in the last 15, 20 years, Quarterbacks still good quarterbacks don't switch teams until the very, very, very end. And, you know, teams squeeze the last drop out of these guys generally. Um, And yeah, before you get off that, do you think that has to do with the fact that we're seeing quarterback contracts raised so substantially now? I think it has to. I think it has to be. And I think that the other piece of this is that quarterbacks are doing a much better job um, because coming out of college into the pros, because Mm -hmm. for the pro system, is much more college-esque. And I think that that's why you see guys like Kyler Murray in the past. There's no way that dude just rolls out of (laughs) Oklahoma and ends up being the starter. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't happen. And so, um, you know, it's it's that's definitely part of it, too. Well, in the past, that guy would be an outfielder for the Oakland A's. (laughs) Another point of that Kyler Murray issue. But But Justin Herbert wouldn't be starting right now, either. No, but and this is... No, I I understand, but it's become commonplace that, you know, if you draft a quarterback in the first, really the first two two days of the draft, there's a really good chance at some point they're going to start a game that rookie season just because Mm -hmm. of quarterback injuries and everything else. So you have to be ready. And and these guys to this point and to their credit have been ready. Yeah, absolutely. To their credit, to the coach's credit as well. And I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting idea that you know, that Matt Stafford, like, and we talked about this last year too, like the game of musical chairs of where does Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan or these types of guys end up, it's, it's really hard to solve, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, Cam Newton didn't even have a team till last second. And, you know, and it's just, man, I know that that was an awkward situation, but I, I don't know. Like there just aren't that many opportunities out there. 
All right, let's move on. The Baltimore Ravens head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in front of 7,500 fans at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, the, the Eagles plus eight at Bavada. Uh, I, I can't help but pick the Eagles with that much of a spread at all. So, I can't help but pick the Ravens. <laughs> the Ravens, eh, they're looking a little a little off to me. I, I mean, watching them last week, I know that they get the job done and blow it out, but I, I didn't. I did not think that Lamar I, Lamar Jackson does not look nearly as good passing the ball as he did last year. And I think that no. teams have figured out a way to just like try to make him beat them with his arm. And it's been a problem for them. And then also, you know, their running backs haven't been nearly as good as they were last year. So they're not quite the Ravens of last year, I don't think. Well, what's interesting about Jackson is he was masterful game one against the Browns and a Browns team. Mm-hmm. That was their only loss of the season to this point. He he yeah. was unbelievable. And ever since then, it just hasn't looked right for whatever reason. But hey, don't worry. This, this, yeah. No, I think this is a good opportunity to get back on track against the bad Philadelphia Eagles defense. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm really hoping for the loss. But uh, the Chicago <laughs> Bears head to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Still no Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Bovada has the Panthers minus three. Yeah, the Panthers have been – talk about another guy. You know, if Herbert's been the biggest surprise, I think Bridgewater has to be right behind him because mm-hmm. he has looked like a different kind of player, maybe better than ever as far as running the ball. And I, I've been so impressed with them, especially without McCaffrey, the way that they've performed and really the way Robbie Anderson has realized all of his potential with his former coach from Temple. And so, yeah, I mean, I really like this Panthers team. I think the Bears are complete frauds, and I like the Panthers here. <laughs> How do you really feel? The, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus eight. Oh, boy. Philip Rivers looks like an absolute dumpster fire right now. Yeah. And but he doesn't fit on that offense at all. They're, that's not no. made for a Philip Rivers type quarterback. I, I agree. I think you'll see either a fake injury or something happen where Jacoby Brissett ends up quarterback in this team again. But uh, I'd say, that being said, the Colts defense is really good. They still won without Darius Leonard last week. I liked them this week. I'm sorry, didn't win. Did not win last week. No, they tough, yeah, big should... loss. Big yes, loss. Yes, your Browns. Uh, well, I'm not going to take credit for them. But, uh, yeah, no, good. Uh, and here we have them, the Cleveland Browns, uh, going to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, this is a really interesting game. I mean, I – the Browns have been so impressive. I'll defer to you here in a second, um, like what you've seen of them, because I think you've seen pretty much every snap. But mm-hmm. to beat the teams they've beaten in a variety of different ways, I think is is really it, it bodes well for them longer term. And I just, you know, like it, it's such a sustainable model to me that I, I'm buying the Browns right now. So I think that I like them plus three and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm a little apprehensive this week just because Pittsburgh has a great rush defense and. I think this team so identifies with wanting to run the football, uh, which has been harder with Nick Chubb out. Obviously not impossible. Kareem Hunt's still there. Dearness Johnson's still there. But they want to run the ball, and I think they get a little – they get they struggle a little bit when they're not able to. So especially especially with the absence of Wyatt, Wyatt Teller for another week, it looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about this one. I think this is – this more than the Indiana Indianapolis game in my mind is the real who are the Browns game. Just because the Steelers can outscore them mm-hmm. is what you're saying, and, and they that, and yeah. they have the defense. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the, to me, the Colts had the defense too, but Stefanski did a great job of sort of of figuring out a counter punch. But you know, the Colts' offense was just so dreadful in that game that it seems like you know it didn't really matter as long as the Browns got to you know seventeen or whatever that they would be able to pull it out. So. I think they, yeah, that, that's a fair point. And the Steelers with now Chase Claypool, just the next in a long line of non-first-rounders that are able to be awesome, productive receivers. Um, you know, it's, I mean, look, the, not that the Browns don't have talented receivers, but it's it's just going to be tough for them to keep up. I can see that. But I do think the three and a half is, I don't know, right now I'm not sure that the Steelers are a better team, which is what that line says. Yeah, how about the fact that the Browns have scored 30-plus points for the first time since 1968? And out oh, 30 plus games. There are a lot of firsts this year, I feel like. For 30 plus points in four straight games, not just 30 plus points in yeah. general. But Well, that wouldn't have shocked me either. No. <laughs> Some of these stats I've seen with the Browns over the last couple of years have been just like, that can't be right. That Oh my God, is that right? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. We, we shall find out. This is going to be an interesting game in my household because the, uh, the Steelers are certainly the most hated of all of the hated rivals. So mm-hmm. it's either. Uh, yeah, let's pray to God the Browns win. The <laughs> Detroit Lions head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus three and a half. Yeah, I think that it's it should probably be three, but I, the Lions off the bye, I think that Galladay will be the healthiest certainly he's been all season. And yep. I, I keep going back to him. I just think that he is such a big factor for them. And so I do like the Lions here. The Washington football team travels to New York to take on the New York football Giants, and Bavada has the football Giants minus three. Oh, God, this is a horrible game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like Kyle Allen's likely to be back for the football team. Football Giants, unfortunately, not getting any good running backs back. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I got to – oh, man. I think I got to go with the football team. I just think that their defense is so much better – and although the Giants are going to find a win somewhere, I, I don't see it happening this week. Man, this this line keeps getting bigger and bigger, and that is not a testament to the team that it favors. The New York football Jets travel to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Interesting. We have a game. I wonder if this will be a full-capacity game uh, in Florida. Mm. That's interesting. Oh, God. Bavada currently has the Dolphins minus 8.5. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, I mean... One of the craziest, and I mean, that score, if you haven't seen that before the season, the Dolphins Niners score, Mm -hmm. I I could not have wrapped my head around that. Even before the week, I couldn't have. And, you know, maybe the Dolphins aren't, like, that bad. And (laughs) that being said, to beat the Niners, do you think the Niners are just bad, or do you think it was just a total fluke game? Well, I think the Niners are really bad right now. I mean, they, they benched Garoppolo at halftime. Yeah, yeah, he was a mess. And, I mean, Beathard did look better, but not much better. That And that was a very low bar. Yes, it was. So, um, no, but, I mean, like, to beat any team like that, especially, you know, the reigning NFC title winner, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that that's, that's a pretty impressive win, certainly, for Brian Flores. So, that being said, i got to take the Jets. i got to think mm-hmm. that Darnold probably plays and that the Jets cover, but – Man, that is like the Dolphins should not be laying eight and a half to anybody. I don't think. Not sure if it sways your opinion or not, but last I've seen, Darnold will not play this weekend. Mm, I mean, maybe a little, but Flacco wasn't like horrible last week. He was just Flacco, and so Flacco. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like what, 150 yards in a touchdown or whatever, like classic blackout game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The Jets are really, really bad. Are they eight and a half points or whatever? That implies six points worse than the Dolphins, though, who are probably like a top, a bottom eight team. Yeah, I think they might be, honestly. <laughs> this Jets team is <laughs> just horrendous. The Jets. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they are really, really bad. Going Jets money line here? Yeah, there you go. I don't think I'll do that all, all decade. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Your Green Bay yeah. Packers head to Tampa Bay, Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bovada has the Bucks plus two and a half. Oh, man. I, yeah, I mean, what we saw of the Bucks last we saw them a week ago against the Bears on Thursday was not impressive. But, um, you know, they'll add Godwin back. You got to think. I mean, not for sure, but I would think that he'll be back. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to know. Like, it, this is such a um, – like, I'm trying to pinch myself with these backers because they look so good right now. And, I, I mean, I do think that they should probably be favored by three here. But um, – and yeah, I mean, I do. I think that the Packers should win, but I don't know. The Bucks are a little bit of a better, well-rounded team than I think, you know, than I thought initially before I saw that game. Defensively, they looked pretty good. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers, and Bavada has the 49ers plus three and a half. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time the Niners were three and a half point dogs against basically anyone, especially... At home, yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough one. Um, I got to take the Niners. I got to think that they'll come off the map. But the way they looked last week, they're, that division is leaving them in the dust. And you know, we when after Nick Bosa went out, I truly thought like that that is going to keep them from winning a Super Bowl this year. Just that injury alone. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I just don't know after trading um, Buckner, right? The far that, that was. Yeah, the, the, just losing those two guys off your defense from last year is such a dagger. And I, I do think that they'll be able to come back around and be pretty good. I just don't I don't know how you recover from that. You know, when you based your, your reasoning for that Buckner trade on having Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. it's just such a big loss. And so, you know, and then obviously Garoppolo is not what he was last year. And it, at least, yeah, and I don't know. I worry about these Niners, but I do think that I'll give them one last chance here to cover at home. Three and a half is just, that's wild. That's the implications are crazy with that line. Yeah. Solomon Thomas out there replaced Zig. They bring in Ziggy Ansa. He's out. I think D Ford's still mm-hmm. out. This team's a, a disaster. The mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals travel to Dallas. There we go. To take on the Dallas Cowboys. The, uh, it's a two minute warning, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys plus three. Ah, uh, the Dak thing. I know you're an Eagles fan. Oh, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. I don't want that for anybody. Dak's a good no, dude. That, yeah, he really is. And it was tough to watch that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that sucks. And um, that being said, I mean, it's Andy Dalton and we have to pick a pick here. I'm not going to go down that road with the Cowboys. So I'm going the other way there. Let me tell you what. Last week, I took the Browns money line against the Colts. This week, all my money is on the Cowboys money line. Really, I, I think I think they're going to show up for Dak this week. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals by eight or nine points, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the Cardinals aren't exactly the Cardinals we thought they were after Week One, and uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me. But I I think it's going to be tough for them to keep. Well, they they still got all those receivers, so mm-hmm. they have the potential. It's really going to be a referendum on 
the rest of Dalton's career right here, I think. All right, last thing I got for you on Shikana, there are 12 games this weekend. And we're gonna mm-hmm. get we're getting this in under the wire. Twelve. Well, yeah, yeah. B- between now and next Monday, there are twelve games on the NFL schedule that uh, that I have lines for in front of me. How many of those games are the over under over fifty points? Oh man. Oh. High scoring football. Yeah. Oh, so there are multiple. I'm, I mean, fifty is usually the average is like forty seven. I want to say. Yeah. So, um, I'll say six. Seven of the twelve games, the over/under is at least fifty it's points. Crazy though, that's wild. This, yeah, this I is assume. NBA bubble basketball type <laughs> scoring here. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for us for sure. Yeah, really fun. One, three, and one. Loving it so far. But uh... <laughs> first place. No. <laughs> uh, no. Well, the cowboy. The, uh... The Cowboys won, so yeah, we're in second place now. So the season, the mm-hmm. season's over at one three and one. Regardless, that's good. the show's over too. For Ashugana, I'm Chris Orwell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.